Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello and welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Liz Loza. That was a different sort of cadence in the intro. Just thought we'd shake things up, but not too much because sitting next to me is still Matt Harmon and sitting across from us remains our lovely producer, Brett. What's up? Oh, what's up? Well, I mean, I'm uh, very relaxed right now because theoretically when the people are listening to this. Matt will be on vacation. I'm on my first vacation since taking this job a year ago almost now. Yeah. Can you believe that, Liz? We've been working together for a year. Almost been a year. July 9th. What are we going to do for my Yahoo-versary? Whatever you want. Probably nothing. We're going to party. Oh, why don't we? Some like roast cauliflower and uh, Sprouts. a nice a nice heft. How well so do you nice know your summery kids? heft. I have an idea. Oh, boy. It doesn't involve you flexing in front of me. That's one of the things. Well, that's that too bad. That was for Brett. Um, yeah, that's actually for Brett. And um, sometimes uh, it just happens. You can't help <laughs> it. This is one I wish we had a video podcast because that was Soon. like – Soon. That was a scene straight out of a reference that you won't understand and cool. I don't feel like explaining. Terrific. Yeah. So basically, Matt's on vacation right now. Or am I on vacation right now? I'm on vacation. There's a strong possibility, Liz, that both of us are drunk on a beach somewhere. Different beaches, but drunk on beaches. Close proximity of beaches. Well, I don't know. At this point, am I going to be in Emerald Isle or will I be in North Carolina or will I be in Maryland? Brett! What what day is this? I just imagining both of you staring off into the beach and like thinking of the other one, and there's like your head is superimposed into the clouds. And I mean, that sounds like exactly what's going to happen. And I'll just look up to the sky, take my beer, and just pour one out for Liz. So um, on that note, let's talk about best ball. Well, that's it. Matt just introed it to us. So if you if you're still listening, thanks. <laughs> Good on you. Today we're going to talk about a new fantasy format that's coming to Yahoo for the first time, and it is best ball. So you may ask, what is best ball? We will get into all of that in this podcast. But I actually think Matt should talk about the launch of this since you spoke to the entire company about it. Yeah, best ball is number one. It came to Yahoo last week in our weird portal time that we're in. Uh, Free public leagues on desktop only right now. It will come to mobile later this summer. Adding private leagues, paid leagues. It's it's a slow rollout, folks, so that you see the first bit of it. You're like, oh, damn, this is good. And then there's only going to be more and better things to come. But anyways, best ball, I will say, I'm going to peel back the curtain. 
a little farther here. When I first arrived, we're talking about my Yahoo Versary, where, um, which by the way, I hate that. I'm never going to say it again, declaring it right now. When I first arrived to this this company, there I was like, and we have a really good engineer team, you know, engineering engineering team. We have a really good um, product product, you know, all of that. Why aren't we doing best ball? Like we should be doing we should be doing best well, ball. Well, to be fair, Scott Pianowski had been saying that for years. Sure. And uh, I mentioned the thought to Brad, and I mentioned the thought to uh, our boss Jason. And um, I said that to Jason. He says, you might have enough new car smell on you that you can start pushing this along. Such a ma'am thing to say. Uh, of course it is. <laughs> anyway, so it's been, a fun, it's been a fun process seeing this finally starting to unveil. Anyways, yeah, so, I mean, Best Ball is uh, it's, it's coming to Yahoo. I'm excited not only about the actual game, but the many, many content opportunities that this will afford us, you know, the rest of this offseason and next year, especially when we have it, you know, all off season. If you aren't familiar with best ball, it's a format that removes the week to week roster management and automatically starts your best players every week. So you'll draft 20 players overall and every week the highest scores at each position will automatically be added into your lineup. That's, you know, this isn't crazy. We're starting with with base formations here, right? Like one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, a defense, and a special teams. No kicker. Whoa, Brad Evans did get a little bit. He may not have that new car smell, but he's got enough, like, Still reputation. Still got enough shine left yeah. on that dome, you know? That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> so this is the beauty of best ball is that there's no roster management throughout the entire year. So, like, you want to eat cupcakes? Don't worry about the love handles. You want to slam some beers? I think that was like Nothing. really aimed at me because I just ate a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> it was not about you. Okay. That, that that did seem like an attack. Are you serious? <laughs> no, but only – I didn't notice it in, in, in the moment. But then when Brett said it, I was like, I see how he felt. I almost it. never eat cupcakes. In fact, <laughs> this is the first time I've eaten a cupcake directly – before recording an episode of any podcast. You didn't just eat that thing, by the way. You just <laughs> it. I mean, I'll say this. I went to the bathroom. It was in here when I when I when I left and it was gone when I got back. But look, Brett has, had a, Brett has had a day, folks. Let me just let's just say that. <laughs> Brett has had a day. So if he's if he's feeling a little if he's feeling a little sensitive right now munchy. and he's eating the cupcake. Let's let him be. Don't act like you've never eaten your feelings. All right. Yeah, We've all the, done it. You're not you're not better than Brett out there people. Yeah. And so back to best ball. <laughs> um, it's a great fantasy format because it's the it's the best thing about fantasy, right? You were taking out the roster measure. You, you know, Liz, I sit it's just here. Drafting. It's just drafting. Liz, I sit here and I, I bitch at people all the time because they're like all they I think it's like this big scam in the in the fantasy industrial complex that we focus all this attention on the draft. And as I've said many times, it doesn't really matter by like three weeks into the season because you have to make real roster decisions. You gotta make week to week lineup decisions, you gotta make waivers and trades and like that stuff matters just as much as the draft. We just hone in so much attention on the draft because it's this big event of the year. We hype it up because it's the most fun part. Well, hey, with best ball, you just get to be in the fun. You don't know, no commitments. No, it's it's like a summer fling all year round. That well, that does kind of work. At the end of the at the end of the season, you will find out if you won by the point totals. Yes, uh, you're like like it said, the highest scores at each position will automatically be added to your lineup. That's going to be your starting three. So if you have Carson Wentz, Mitchell Trubisky, and Josh Allen as your quarterback, whoever scores most points of that real collection of characters there. Um, Carson Wentz is a good shot. Yeah. 
But what if? But here's so in in so season on a, in a bye week or in, something. Well, no. How about this? In season, you're sitting there and you're like, Carson Wentz, this is my guy. This is the quarterback I've selected. I'm of course going to start my guy, right? Um, but he goes out there and throws like one touchdown because the Eagles blow out. I don't know the Dolphins, uh, forty to six. Like and and, and Miles like, Sanders and, just cleans up. Yeah, and you're sitting there like, but the process, but the process. And then meanwhile, on your bench, you got Mitchell Trubisky, who you know he hasn't been doing much all year, but he goes out this one um, faces Tampa Bay's defense. Yeah, well, he, how about how about even more tilting? He goes out there the, against the Vikings. You know, again, the process, the process, and just drops a, a hammer on the Vikings, throws four touchdowns. Well, guess what? You don't have to have that weird process results sweat anymore because your lineup that week, Mitchell Trubisky. Is your starting quarterback, and you didn't even have to start him. You didn't have to make you this decision. You just selected him. You, you just drafted him at the beginning of the year, and you've forgotten about it. You probably, by the way, you don't even remember that you drafted this team at this point. Yeah, there's no Philip Dorsett just like blowing up your bench because it's no. you know week seven, right? Because he's going to be your starting receiver. He, he's going automatically be a- if he puts up the most points. So the players that put up the most points are the players that get counted towards your point total, and that is what determines who wins each week. It's very exciting. So, yeah, it also completely changes the roster building dynamics. It's an interesting way to mock. It's a very interesting way to mock because, you know, people actually care. It's not one of those, like, where people hop into a mock draft and then they they draft Tim Tebow third overall and then they bounce out or something, you know. And then you're just dealing with auto-draft and it's not really a real simulation. And, you know, you can go out there on Twitter and tweet out your screenshot of your mock draft and people are like – what are you doing? You're mock drafting in June. N- no one cares. Well, in a best ball league, you know, especially if it's a paid league, the people care. It's, there's money behind this. You know. Let's talk about the paid leagues. Are we going to have those? Paid leagues soon. Okay. But you know that um, Matt has been very, uh, well, at least m- more closely involved in the maturation of this process than I have. So yeah, I'm leaning coming. on you. They're coming. Yeah. They're coming. So – Let's let's talk about the what 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 it's like to draft a best ball team because it's different, right? As you say, as we say, we're drafting the team and you're just leaving it alone. Highest score wins at the end of the year. So, um, number one, you're drafting more players because, because you're not drafting. You know, you're not making any in season moves. Like on the flip side of the whole Mitchell Trubisky, you get the benefits of it. You know, if you draft. Todd Gurley and no, guess what? His knee falls off in week two. Like tough. You're stuck with that. That right. that is a decision you have made. But the attrition happens to all of the team. Yes, it does. So, but I think the most fascinating part about best ball though is the roster construction element because with best ball, you you automatically think like, oh, well, I want to go for these high variance players. You know, we, we have here on the outline no more Sundays where Deshaun Jackson goes off for 170 yards and three touchdowns while sitting on your bench. But do you want all Deshaun Jackson players on your roster? Not necessarily, because to me, I think the key with best ball is finding ways to make the roster complement itself. Balanced. Balanced. You know, you want your safer bets like a Julian Edelman along with a high variance receiver, you know, like a John Brown later on or something like that. So if you were drafting an RB1, because I'm in um, an elimination best ball right now, and I was tasked with, I wanted to take a, a running back at this particular spot, and the options that I was choosing between were Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. I, because of best ball and because this was going to be my RB1, leaned towards Dalvin Cook. Because of the full season availability of Cream Hunt? The potential season, a uh, ceiling. So 
I opted for Dalvin Cook because I felt he had a higher ceiling overall. There are questions about Cleveland that you and I have discussed on many podcasts, and that may not have been the most judicious move, but I felt like let's let's go for it early and then find some of those more reasonably priced guys to complement Cook a little bit later. There's a lot of ways to build a best ball team, and, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, look, other sites have been doing best ball. Sure. You know, it's not a secret uh, This there. is on that the other site, one of the other, the other sure. sites. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, other sites have been doing best ball uh, drafts before, and, and, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about this is the way you have to do it. You know, this is the way. Roster construction has been a... a, a wide-ranging topic as to what's the right answer and what's the wrong answer. Now, you talk about those early running backs. There is, you know, a couple of years ago, it was like a lot of talk about zero running back, zero RB, whatever. That's kind of tough to do in a best ball draft because you don't have that. It's important to remember this. You know, again, you're not going to have that waiver ability. Like, you know, if some joker running back like uh Ernest Graham many years ago pops up like early in the season as a way throwback reference for the people there um Ernest Graham pops up early in the season and is like oh he's he's going off you're not gonna be able to pick him up off waivers that's just gonna be an unavailable player for the rest of the league so you know if you go with those weaker running back spots like you know there's no replacing them so there is some thought to like hey let me lock up a guy that I like a Dalvin Cook that I think is going to be a big time feature back because those touches are going to be more predictable. And then you can find, you can kind of cobble together a wide receiver core later of complimentary type guys. So would you have picked Nick Chubb? Yeah, probably. I like his outlook. I like his outlook better. Again, the cream hunt thing does make it tough because right. in a regular roster management league, you're, I would have you opted would, for Chubb ahead of Cook. And you'll be, and you'll be, because you'll be able to adjust. Correct. Um, but there's a thought. I think that his ceiling range of outcomes wise is higher than because Cooks. of durability. No, because I think the offense will be better. I think he's a better. He could, you could argue he's a better back. You could argue more, he's more well rounded back for sure. Yeah, I, I think just I think I'm just more inspired by the offensive ceiling in Cleveland this year. But I could be wrong about that. You know, easily. I think those. I think those two guys are tough to pick from. I think in different drafts this year, I have picked Cook over Chubb, and then instantly regretted it. So let's talk about wide receivers. Yeah. Well, again, or it, strategy of wide receivers. Like, for instance, we have talked in many, many uh, previous podcast episodes about AJ Green and what a great value he is, and you have talked about how being a top five receiver is in his range of possible outcomes. I don't know. If A.J. Green is the perfect best ball receiver because he is going so early, like maybe I want a flashier receiver and then can pair him with a a safer guy later on in the draft. Or maybe he is the perfect value to pick and then you might reach for like a Chris Godwin who you're anticipating will break out as your wide receiver too later who I think, you know, had a has a higher ceiling than the other guys going around the same spot. Yeah, there's a way that you can cobble together a wide receiver core more than you can a running back group, for sure. If you're going with a uh, A.J. Green type, yeah, there's there's more volatility to A.J. Green, where, again, you're not going to be able to adjust within the season. Um, you know, However, at the same time, it's like, do you just want to put together like a, a very... Because you're looking for the highest score at the end of the year, right? And if you can put together a... 
Nick Chubb, AJ Green type of roster where it's like, this isn't going to last, but while it does, it is beautiful. That's summer romance, you know? Uh, it's not going to last, but while it does, it's going to be beautiful. And I'm just whipping up on teams ahead of time until the inevitable end. There, there's some appeal to that, too. Last note on two positions before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks. You e- we're talking about cobbling together a core. You can easily cobble together a late-round quarterback group of, you know, Josh Allen. You don't like doing the, the late round? You like going early quarterback in best ball. Really interesting. So w- why? Because I don't—well, I, I just want, like, the best player. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like in best ball in particular, I am targeting—so in redraft, I'm targeting a lot of Carson Wentz for value. Sure. I'm targeting a lot of Deshaun Watson— in best ball. Oh, see. This is opposite. Oh, yeah, I, I disagree because of the opportunity cost that it's going to take to get a, a Deshaun Watson. I know that I can find quarterback production in the double-digit rounds. I know I can wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and find replacement level, not Deshaun Watson level quarterback, granted, mm-hmm. but replacement level quarterback value from one, two, three, two to three at least quarterbacks late in the draft. What I know that I cannot do for sure is to kick the running back can that long. Then, Because then I'm taking a lot of risks. So for me, whoever that fifth round running back wide receiver is, I'm much more interested in, in taking a shot at their much more secure outlook than I am at whatever the double digit round running back is because then you're looking at some real gross stuff. So you would like to have, give me like a Trubisky or is that even too early? I mean, Trubisky might even be too. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm telling you again. If you want to go with like a, if you want to go with like a really late quarterback group, I mean, I do really like taking the Lamar Jacksons of the world, the the Josh. I mean, you're getting points out of him. Jameis Winston, even he's going to have weeks. He's going to have. I would weeks. buy into Jameis Winston ahead of Lamar Jackson any day of the week. Really? Yes. Wow, I really like Lamar Jackson this year, I think, um, which I don't know how that's going to end for me. I but d- This was actually something I was pondering. Heads up, uh, Brad Evans and Andy Barons and I all wrote a uh, team preview fantasy impact article about the Baltimore Ravens, and we touched on Lamar Jackson. To me, I understand like the the cheat codes are in his legs, but like Steve Biscotti even said that he's not going to be running him 20 times. Uh, oh, no doubt, for sure. Right? Like they need to preserve this guy if they're going to be all in on him. And my issue is like the evolution. We've talked about getting him the best ball tracker and the best high pointer in the draft potentially. But like those elements are so raw that and if that defense doesn't turn over the way it has, yes, traditionally been able to do, then Lamar Jackson is going to be forced to throw so much more. And you are looking at a ton of turnovers while he is evolving into the person I believe he can be and step into his destiny and potential. But I just don't see 2019 being it. Whereas Jameis Winston with a more concentrated uh, field of options and with Bruce Arians, who is a quarterback whisperer, to to me, that looks like a safer pick also because because people are off him. People are like tired of him, right? They're like, oh, let it happen already. He's kind of a pain in the ass. So you get more value. So I can understand a situation where you're waiting and grabbing Jameis Winston much later than having to deal with or Sam Darnold later. Well, I mean, let's just go through quarterback 15 to quarterback 23. Jameis Winston, Big Ben, Josh Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, Mitch Trubisky, Matthew Stafford. I can 
I feel very, very good if I get two of those guys. And because I'm just looking for weeks here. I'm not looking to start this guy every single week. There's just so many quarterback options available. And then if you even want to go for that third quarterback, which is perfectly viable, and you want to take on the Ryan Fitzpatrick experience, you know, you want to do that. You want to do whatever the. You know, you want to take the Josh Rosen experience because you believe that's going to be a thing. The Sam Darnold experience. You want to take the Joe Flacco experience. The Joe Flacco experience because that's going to be a thing. I mean, look, even Daniel Jones, when he gets on the field this year, yeah, that dummy's going to run around a little and give you some weeks. I mean, you're just looking for starting weeks here. And at the end of the day, I'm quite, I'm much more comfortable taking my shot with two of these guys and letting them alternate than I am using that fifth, fourth, sixth round equity on a Deshaun Watson and, and passing up a potential Don't you starting enjoy, running back. Well, I mean, we all know what Dante Moncrief is going to become, and there's such great value the there. Goat, that, yeah, uh, right. True. Well, you can make up for it elsewhere. Here's the joy, though. You can do as many of these best balls as possible. So if you want to try out Matt's strategy and wait on quarterback and see what things look like, that's also helpful for your redraft re- league. If you want to say, you know what, F it. I'm taking Deshaun Watson. I'm reaching for the ceiling, Erling. I'll figure it out late. Then you can do that, too. You can do as many of these as possible and then also be entered into winning at the end, right? Boom. Yep. Okay. So um, how you feel about that? Great. You feel great? I feel great. Next week, when you listen to this, dear listeners, is going to be the 4th of July, which does mean that Matt is on vacation and I am toiling away on the rush Theoretically, but I will be on vacation next week. Theoretically, I'm back from vacation, but I'm unofficially not available to do any work things. So no one contact me. Great. Take note of that. America. Brett has had a day, as I mentioned, and that is why he is being so mean to me. So we are going to need a cupcake. (laughs) I think you've had plenty, Uh, friend. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the 4th of July. Often cupcakes are served at 4th of July celebrations. Those red and blue ones that you get at the local grocery store with the frosting that just tastes like lard and joy. Lard and joy. I mean, so we've good. all been there. Yeah, yeah, have all been there. I okay. like the little mini ones that you can just take like a shot. Yes. Oh, or those like sugar cookies with the like swath of frosting and sprinkles. Oh, yeah. And then the, exactly they're so waxy one. they get stuck in your molars. And then you can like put your tongue back there just to like have a little bit of it. It's like a little... It's a flavor saver of sorts. A flavor saver. Of sorts. Of sorts, she says. She did. But the the 4th of July, we celebrate it because it was our country's independence from Great Britain. From tyranny. And now we're tyrannizing okay. Britain. Oh. <laughs> the woke With cast. Jack Wars game. That's where uh, I was going. I wasn't going. To, I thought we were going to the woke cast. Have you Save all, um, have you all seen Hamilton or listened to the soundtrack? Nah. I have. I have. It's real good. I hear it's good. I don't. You don't need to hear my musical thoughts. I do. I would like it on this pod. The we world turned upside pod. down is my favorite mm. song. The whole thing. It moved me to tears. But we all know that like things that are beautiful move me to tears frequently. Same. <laughs> so um, fireworks are beautiful. Tyranny is not. Independence can be beautiful when appropriately managed. Matt. Dear friend. Um, Hi, how you doing? <laughs> what are you declaring yourself independent from, from a football or fantasy put football POV? I have a narrative that I want to declare myself independent from. Here it is. Because August is coming soon. Preseason, training camp, 
The one thing I don't want to hear one of you rats say out there is he's never done it in the NFL before. He's never played it down in the NFL because I can't believe that we're still getting people who say that as if we know we don't see rookies come in and thrive all the time. I'm, I'm done with you people after the days of Ezekiel Elliott, after the days of Kareem Hunt, the days of Saquon Barkley. We see rookies come in in good situations and hit the ground running all the time. And if people are going to be out there talking about Kyler Murray and he's never played it down in the NFL, how can you rank him as this whatever quarterback situation? I don't want to hear it from you people anymore. I don't want to hear that once I declare myself independent and I'm going to start my own country of rational thinkers over here who aren't beholden to dumb one liners. I agree with you and I disagree with you. I'm sorry to hijack this podcast. You can't, you can, you can only, you, you are either with me or you're against me. I feel like last year, if anything was like, we were drafting so many running backs, especially Royce Freeman. Yeah, who got outplayed by a rookie. I know. Who, well, they're who, about, did, well, another rookie. Right, that's what I'm no, saying. Exactly. So, like, it has nothing to do with the fact that he – it has nothing to do with the fact that they're rookies. It's it's just situations. In, in some ways, yeah, I agree with you. Like, we're going to hear that about Kyler all offseason. You can have objections with Kyler, I think Matt is saying. You can oh. have objections with the ability for the offense sure. to turn around, things to click. You just can't have objections to the fact that he hasn't, quote, played a down sure. in the NFL because theore- theoretically Patrick Mahomes had played one game. He played game. one game where the Denver Broncos, yeah, the I mean, Broncos it, were not even attempting to, to play. Again. The examples are, are so many. We've seen so many of these rookies, even you know, like Chris McCaffrey wasn't a fantasy stud in his first year. Alvin Kamara was a rookie. I mean, these guys that are in good situations. But this is like, all a particular positional group that you're talking about. Like every single person you've talked about is a, a running back. And we know about the ease of transition from that position in relation to the others but what about yeah i mean i I get i get that but also like with quarterbacks we see rookie quarterbacks come in 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 the right situation to be relevant in fantasy all the time relevant at what point in the season before they've played it down in the nfl false think about all of the quarterbacks cam newton i mean all those guys like once josh allen got rolling he got rolling you know once he got rolling he got rolling after his injury got got rolling once he got rolling sam darnold once he got rolling these are all like the last four to six weeks of the season it is mostly a running back thing because like if you're spending high equity and i mean this year you're you're kind of not but i mean if that's your objection with josh jacobs or something like that be gone fine david montgomery be be gone. gone fine that i can agree with i do think that especially you who's like a a route expert you have talked plenty of times about young players amari cooper is the perfect example of polished route runner who from your charting does not seem to have evolved beyond what he came in as where other players who've been much more raw have come in and been able to progress at at a faster clip yes yep but you're still allowed to have your beliefs on you can you can hold strong. Thanks. I mean, I'm independent. I know. I know. Uh, I can de- – let me just declare myself independent of things that are also on my radar. Um, Jaguar – like deciding who's the best Jaguars receiver. I'm declaring myself independent of that even though apparently these days it's Liz's boy, Chris Conley. Um, you've been seeing these reports? We've uh-huh. seen the headlines on Roto World. It's kind of I remember this. It's starting, Liz. The Chris Conley hype train. I declare myself independent of that. I declare myself independent of the Lions' offense outside of Carryon Johnson. <laughs> their their passing game, 
I'm independent. You know, I'm going to declare myself independent right now, right now in this moment of any Colts pass catcher because I think I'm excited. About, I'm excited about the Colts offense. No question. I'm probably sitting on a beach right now drinking a Mexican lager, hopefully, in the sun and thinking about, man, Andrew Luck is going to be good this year. That offensive line is sexy. Marlon Mack, sexy. But I think all the goodness is going to get spread around in that passing game. I'm not drafting T.Y. Hilton high. I'm not trying to mess around with him. Paris Campbell late. Devin, Devin Funches has already Devin Funches has already started to jump up draft boards to the point that I'm not all that interested anymore. I am not going to be with that lunatic that takes Eric Ebron in the, in the mid-rounds. No thanks. I declare myself independent of all of them. And I will just take the pancakes, not the syrup. Nice. And draft Andrew Luck. That's a rum for Johnny uh, line. Credit to him. I am in on Marlon Mack, but I said pass catchers, and Marlon Mack's not using pass game. Don't don't come at me for that one. I am declaring my independence from the this guy burned me too hard last oh. year. Right? Or ever. Or ever. Get over your feelings. I don't think you have to get over your feelings. I think feeling your feelings is perfectly fine, but you need to feel them. You need to feel them fully. You need to learn from them, and then you need to move on. People change. Things change. Things change. People change. People get better. Some people get worse. Yes. And circumstances, I think, are changing. You know, like, when you think about broken hearts, right? Like, I... So... Because because that's what this is about, right? Like people are like, "Oh, he broke my heart last year. He that player burned me too. I'm never again. I'm not. I'm not sticking my toe back in that crazy. That is my ex, and we are going to stay exes. That's fine. But when you think about like the, I'll be honest, I have had my heart bent by plenty of men because things were unrequited, because things were uh, somebody stepped out or made out with somebody, whatever. Like I've only had my heart potentially broken twice. And in both of those instances, it was because things weren't allowed to like finish, right? Like things weren't, circumstances were like this, geography, timing, whatever, like this is just done. You're, you have to be done. So in those instances, you can be like, but that's not anyone's fault, right? Like that's why it's so like tilting. It's no, nobody did anything. Like nobody didn't love the other one. Nobody didn't like, nobody cheated on each other. It just sort of like became... The one that got away. Sure. So don't let in football, in your hobby, don't let somebody be the one that, that's a new year. Go back to that crazy. Maybe that person has changed. You don't have to deal with like this one moving because of a job or that one falling in love with somebody. Like you can go back and fix the things that you didn't get an opportunity to explore the first time. And that's a goddamn gift. So I would say if Chris Godwin didn't break out in year two, doesn't mean it's not going to happen in year three. You know, just because Todd Gurley didn't perform under Jeff Fisher doesn't mean he wasn't able to perform under Sean McVay. So look at the circumstances and think like maybe this is the opportunity for you to complete the cycle that you started previously. You know what I know that you have crushed it, Liz, Hmm. is several... times throughout the early part of your the speech that you just gave I was like oh yeah when she's done I can follow up with this point and then the longer you went on I was like you know what she just crushed it and I'm just gonna that was amazing and you said it all perfectly well and basically when you shut my talkative ass up you crushed that's it that's when you know 
Well, on that note, we appreciate you sticking with us. That was a bit meandering, but hopefully you've learned a lesson about independence, love, trying again. You can whistle. I I got a lot of hidden talents. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Yahoo Fantasy, at Liz Loza underscore FF, at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. Have I'm sure the grand pictures from our vacations are fire. Have a wonderful 4th of July holiday, whether you celebrate or not. Enjoy. And when we come back, get ready for football. 